I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site. And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki. Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. The world we inhabit is not as free, or certain, or safe as you might think. The things that you believe to be unassailably evident are little more than shadows dancing behind a curtain, a masquerade crafted and dutifully upheld by an organization known as the Foundation. The file you are about to hear contains containment procedures, descriptions, testing logs, historical and in some cases first-hand accounts of the anomalous objects the Foundation serves to secure, contain, and protect. Its contents have been thoroughly scrutinized by the Ethics Committee and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted. By order of the Overseer Council, this document describes an ongoing EK-class scorched earth event. Upon accessing the file, Foundation Cognito Mole, Catcher 77 will embed within your subconscious and may track your biosignature for up to 72 hours. L4-7002 Agree and continue? Embedding Please stand by. Item number 7002. Level 4. Secret. Containment class. Esoteric. Secondary class. Tiamat. Disruption class. Amida. Risk class. Critical. Special containment procedures. SCP-7002's wish must not be granted. Personnel found to be working for the benefit of the anomaly are considered complicit in the ongoing EK class event and are to be confined to quarters until Project Ricochet is completed. SCP-7002-1 has made the anomaly's approach common knowledge among the general public. No effort is to be expended attempting to conceal it. Instead, main containment efforts are to focus on diverting the anomaly before it reaches Perhelion. Foundation-sponsored comestible supply lines have been established on every continent. Each line currently carries sufficient lab-synthesized food to feed 100 million, 200 million, 350 million people at least every three days. Victims of Dash-1 compulsion may require force feeding. Consult document 7002-II-V1 for guidance and best practices. Description. SCP-7002 designates Comet C-2022-I-1, an interstellar rogue comet believed to have entered the Sol system on 3 January 2022. 
The object will reach perihelion on 29 November 2022 and make its closest approach to our world on 9 December. If left unchecked, the object will draw within 2.1 lunar distance, the closest approach by a near-Earth object in recorded history. Preventing this approach is the primary objective of Project Ricochet. Through an unknown mechanism, an increasing portion of the planet Earth has become subject to desertification as the object approaches. An estimated 48% of the planet's fertile soil has already been converted to arid desert. Researchers estimate full conversion will occur during or shortly after the object's 9 December approach. Other effects include crop blight, spontaneous combustion and desiccation of crops, acidification and salinization of fertile soil, intercontinental dust and firestorms impacting major population centers, the gradual collapse of the Earth's magnetosphere. These effects have worsened as the object nears our planet. See Addendum 1 for a full account of the object's environmental impact. Spectrographic analysis has shown that the object possesses a hitherto unseen composition for a comet of its kind. The molar ratio of carbon to water in C2022I1's tail is 95 to 105 percent, in stark contrast to the average ratio of 4 to 105 percent for solar system comets. Furthermore, while the object appears depleted in diatomic carbon, it is enriched in refined metals such as iodized copper and silicate, compounds not typically found in interstellar objects. Finally, imaging suggests the majority of the object's interior is hollow. These factors have led researchers to speculate that the object may be at least partially artificial in origin. SCP-7002-1 refers to the recurring dream experienced by an increasing portion of the human population since the object entered our solar system. Dash 1 is a Class 2 cognitohazard. Cognitive resistance value, CRV, directly correlates with the likelihood of experiencing the dream pattern. Currently, a CRV of 11 or higher is needed to resist Dash 1 manifestation, up from a CRV of 2 in early January. Dash 1's pattern consists of several associated images and ideas. A verdant green planet of unknown position and origin. The object itself, typically floating or flying through space. An ambiguous desire or need possessed by the comet and or the unknown planet. This desire is often described by victims as a wish which must be granted. The sun and earth from the object's current location. Channels of luminous matter or energy flowing between Earth and the unknown planet. Repeated exposure to Dash 1 produces conviction that the object is a benevolent force and appears to compel victims to work to fulfill the wish expressed in their dreams. Amnestics provide only temporary relief as subsequent experiences of Dash 1 simply reintroduce these concepts. Those compelled by Dash 1 typically seek to grow and produce crops, particularly grains, vegetables, or other common foodstuffs, using any resources at their disposal. Victims do not consume these products themselves, but instead abandon their fields before the harvest, beginning the planting process again at a new location. 
Victims forcibly resist attempts to stop them from working or to harvest their crops, and often work without regard for their own health or needs. Death by exhaustion and starvation is a common outcome of advanced Dash 1 affliction. The following description of Dash 1 was produced by memetics researcher Grant Willis on 6 January 2022. Like most of humanity, Willis had experienced Dash 1 for three nights prior to composing this account. However, unlike nearly all other Foundation employees, Willis did not possess a CRV sufficient to resist its effects. Riser notice. The following document has been scanned and stripped of memetic corruption by Foundation AICs, but remains off-limits to any personnel with lowered CRVs. Please proceed with caution. Three days ago, I had a dream. The next night, I had it again. And again the third night. Please, God, may I continue to have it. In the dream, there is a comet, but it is more than this. It's a celestial fireball beyond words, burning in the depths of space. It's gargantuan, grotesque, and beautiful. It's the most wonderful thing I've ever seen. The comet has traveled far and must travel further still. I sense its struggle. It burns without end, on through the void eternal. What does it seek? I can feel that there is something, a great need unfulfilled, purpose beyond my comprehension. I yearn to help it, but know not what I can do. I am distraught. I exist to work for the comet and for its creators. Its creators. I see their world, so far away, so much brighter and better than my own. They, who have made something so beautiful and sent it to us. They are entitled to all that I have. Perhaps this is what I can do. Yes. They are entitled to the sweat of my brow, and to my body, and my blood, to all I have produced and can ever produce. I give it to them, freely and without regret. They smile upon me. This must mean that I am right. I can see my energy, the spirit of my world flowing to them. I have not toiled in vain, for they will benefit from that which I make. I have granted their wish. This thought gives me peace, but it does not sate my desire, for I have a wish also. I wish to burn as it does, to burn with the comet and to give of myself until there is no more. It belongs to me as surely I belong to it. I am what it deserves and I will burn with it. It is mine. 
It is mine and I am theirs. And it is coming for me. Addendum 1. Environmental Impacts SCP-7002 is a Class 9 thaumaturgic envirohazard. How the object produces its adverse effects, as well as their intended purpose, if one exists, is unknown. However, each effect tracks directly with the comet's approach to our planet. 1. Blight The object causes rapid withering of crops, especially those near harvest. Crops appear to desiccate spontaneously over a period of 3 to 7 days, though the effect has been observed to occur in as little as 90 minutes. High-yield nutritional crops, including soy and corn, are most affected. In the first month after entering the solar system, the object blighted a total of 20 million metric tons of agricultural product. This number has steadily increased each month. In July, the object blighted an estimated 250 million cubic tons, approximately 71% of the total output of all the planet's farms combined. Wheat farmer Mu Yang Zhao described the visible impact of the object on her crops to Foundation researchers on 20 May 2022. We woke up yesterday morning to a rustling sound, like sticks in a high wind. We couldn't figure out what it was until we looked out at the fields. There, we saw every plant standing on end like it was tied with a string. The stalks were dancing around and shaking, bumping into each other. The sound they made was bizarre. Twigs clattering around in a cart, maybe, is a way to imagine it. And then there was the steam. Every plant was letting off mist like a hot kettle. Not burning, mind you, just drying up. All their water was gone by the end of the day. First the wheat turned yellow, then brown, then gray, and black. It's gone all dusty now. My boy picked some up, and hasn't been able to get it off his hand in three days of scrubbing. Crops produced under Dash 1 compulsion experience blight and withering at a greatly increased rate. 2. Nutrient Depletion The object renders previously fertile soil unusable. Land is depleted of vital components, including potassium, phosphorus, and zinc, as well as binding agents, rendering the soil into dusty, granular chunks that break apart on contact. Salinization has been recorded more rarely, and acidification in at least one case. Soil is rendered infertile on an exponential cycle as the object nears Earth. The progression, to date, has seen the object move from parching 14,000 acres of land in January to nearly 206 million acres in July alone. Anomalously impacted soil should not be handled with bare hands. 3. Drought 70% of Earth's surface is currently experiencing extreme drought due to the anomaly. The comet appears to disrupt rainfall and weather patterns, depriving the soil of moisture on a continental scale. Drought prevents desertified soil from recovering and drastically increases the risk of fire and dust storms. Major population centers in 96 nations have been under storm watch for at least six weeks, 
while an estimated 988 million acres of forest have burned to date. 4. Disruption of the Magnetosphere The object has weakened the Earth's magnetic field by a factor of 3. The relationship of this effect to the comet's other impacts is unknown. Disruption of the magnetosphere significantly impacts the planet's ability to resist solar radiation and other disruptive phenomena, imperiling global technology and satellite systems. These factors have led the Foundation to coordinate its response entirely using ground-based communication systems, slowing response by 17%. Though the object affects many aspects of day-to-day human life, Mass starvation is the Foundation's primary concern. Approximately 2.5 billion people now experience food scarcity due to the anomaly, and many more refuse to feed themselves because of ongoing Dash 1 compulsion. Addendum 2. Project Ricochet Project Ricochet is a joint Foundation Global Occult Coalition effort to deflect the object from its current course prior to its 9 December near-Earth approach. Should the project achieve success, it may preserve as much as 33% of the planet's fertile soil from desertification, enabling the continued survival of the human race. Project Ricochet has two main arms. Primary arm. Deploy a team of agents directly to the object to implant experimental technology. A manned mission to reach the object will allow placement of Prototype Matter Displacement Systems MDS, on the object's surface. Said systems will redirect the object away from Earth and into a collision course with the Sun, dispatching the threat. These systems require delicate handling and may not easily be deployed remotely. Secondary Arm Prepare backup countermeasures should the manned mission fail. Should placement or operation of the MDS fail, emergency measures must be prepared to destroy the comet prior to its closest approach. These measures include heavy weapons barrage from a second-generation high-energy railgun system developed for deployment beyond Earth, the High-Energy Concentration Interplanetary Railgun, HESIR. Project Ricochet status is approved. The Joint Task Force will begin operations 1 October 2022 from Foundation Site 02. Addendum 3. Project Ricochet Timeline 1 October 2022 The task force begins preparations for Project Ricochet. The object's current distance is 674 million kilometers. 48% of fertile soil on the planet has been converted by the object. 7 October SCP-1396-1 appears to track the object as it moves near Jupiter. Its weapon systems briefly come online, but then depower. It takes no further action. 18 October Dust storms cause significant damage to southern Australian infrastructure. Multiple Foundation sites lose contact. 23 October MDS systems in the launch vehicle near completion. Concurrently, Hesir begins relocation to L4 Lagrange Point to intercept the object should the primary arm fail. 51% of fertile soil on the planet has been converted by the object. 26 October MDS and the launch vehicle are complete. There is widespread acidification of crops in the Indian subcontinent, 
due in part to over-farming by victims of Dash 1. Mass starvation is expected within eight weeks. The object's distance is 605 million kilometers. 1 November, 0500 hours. Project Ricochet's primary team launches toward the object aboard the GOC Olympus launch vehicle. Expected transit time using subluminal warp is 16 hours. Though activation of the MDS systems should take little time, the team is prepared with supplies sufficient to last six weeks and equipped with advanced telepathic shielding. 2108. The primary team drops out of warp near the surface of the object. Despite shielding, the team reports immediate nausea and lethargy, but advises that they can proceed as planned. 2201. The primary team touches down on the surface of the object. 16% of the human population experiences sudden loss of consciousness. There is heavy distortion in communications channels. 2203. The primary team transmits photographs of the object's surface. Photos indicate multiple advanced devices at colossal scale. Their purpose remains unclear. The team is advised to proceed with caution. 2209. Acid rainfall is reported over 71% of North America. The Earth's magnetic field distorts. The unconscious portion of the human population enters spontaneous REM sleep. 2218. The primary team advises that MDS units have been placed and powered on. The activation timer is set for five minutes. The team proceeds toward the evacuation vehicle. 2220. The primary team report a loss of two members, including the team lead. Heavy distortion prevents the team from communicating the cause. 2221. Communication with the primary team is lost. 2222. Inbuilt monitors indicate MDS systems have been manually disabled. Site 02 is unable to re-establish contact with the team. 2351. A single continuous transmission is received from the primary team. A heavily cognitohazardous message consists of the words, it's repeated 1,136 times. Radio channels are closed after six hours. The Project Ricochet primary arm is declared failed 2 November 1108. The object's distance is 550 million kilometers. 54% of fertile soil on the planet has been converted by the object. 2 November. Individuals rendered unconscious during the 1 November incident wake. Each reports experiencing a modified version of Dash 1. In addition to previous images, those affected also witness the Project Ricochet primary team launch and approach. Affected individuals explicitly identify the team and the Foundation as hostile. 3 November The modified Dash 1 replaces the original for all people when they next fall asleep. A high-level BK-class broken masquerade scenario is declared. 18 November The Heaseer unit reaches L4 Lagrange point. The object's distance is 363 million kilometers. 19 November Wildfire breaks out 6 kilometers south of Site 02 in the forest. The cause is unknown. 21 November 
1-1 increases in strength. All individuals with CRV below 20 now experience cognitohazardous effects, including some two-thirds of Foundation staff. The object's distance is 254 million kilometers. 25 November 60% of fertile soil on the planet has been converted by the object. 27 November Attacks following the BK-class event render Foundation civilian supply lines useless. Alternative measures are sought to transport food. Mass starvation events are common in most population centers. 29 November The object reaches perhelion. Distance from Earth is 136 million kilometers. The object is now within 1 million kilometers of Hesir's effective range. 29 November There are further modifications to Dash 1. The Dream now transmits awareness of Hesir, as well as the exact location of Foundation Site 02. 29 November 0714 hours The object enters Hesir's effective range. Project Ricochet's secondary arm is go. Targeting coordinates are transmitted. 0717 There's a power outage reported at multiple sites, including Site 02. Numerous figures are sighted in forest, rapidly approaching the site. 0719 Emergency power is online. Hesir begins calibration for firing. 0720 Site 02's automated defenses trigger as an estimated 17,000 individuals emerge from the forest boundary. Hesir's calibration is at 50%. 0721 4,000 individuals successfully reach Site 02's perimeter wall. Hesir's calibration is at 98%. 0722 Hesir fires. 0724 The Hesir volley misses the object. Investigation confirms incorrect coordinates were sent by Project Ricochet Central Command. 0725 Project Ricochet Central Command transmits the message to all Foundation sites within range. 0728 Assailants breach Site 02's perimeter. Hesir fails to begin recalibration. 0747 Site 02 is declared lost. Project Ricochet's secondary arm is declared failed 29 November 0747. Alternatives are under consideration. The object's distance is 133 million kilometers. 30 November Most remaining Foundation sites are overtaken by attacks. The GOC and other allied groups of interest are unresponsive or hostile. 3 December 70% of fertile soil on the planet has been converted by the object. 5 December Dash 1 increases in strength. All individuals with CRV below 50 now experience cognitohazardous effects, including 98% of remaining Foundation staff. The object's distance is 49 million kilometers. 8 December Satellite imaging suggests nearly all remaining landmass has been co-opted for use as farmland by victims of Dash 1 compulsion. 
continental scale dust storms complicate further imaging past this point. 8 December. Foundation Site 01 is overtaken by attacks. The object's distance is 8 million kilometers. 9 December. The Earth's magnetic field is depleted to 1 one-hundredth of its original strength. Solar radiation disables global communication and positioning systems. The object's distance is 3 million kilometers. 9 December. The entirety of the human population is believed to be under Dash 1 compulsion. Automated tracking systems engage. 9 December. 100 hours. The object's distance is 950,000 kilometers. 1100 hours. The object's distance is 900,000 kilometers. 1200 hours. The object's distance is 850,000 kilometers. 1300 hours. The object's distance is 800,000 kilometers. 1400 hours. The object's distance is 750,000 kilometers. 1500 hours. The object's distance is 700,000 kilometers. Closest approach distance in 2 hours. 1600 hours. The object's distance is 650,000 kilometers. Closest approach distance in 2 hours. 1631. Two members of Project Ricochet primary team, suspected killed in action during the initial landing attempt, re-establish radio contact. Attempts to hail Site-02 are met with an automated response. The object will reach its closest approach distance in 29 minutes. 1638 Monitoring indicates MDS units placed by the primary team have been reactivated. 1646. Return vehicle launch is detected on the object's surface. 1648. MDS systems activate. The object is displaced. 1649. The object is confirmed neutralized in direct collision with the sun. 9 December 2022. The first rainfall in 16 weeks is recorded on planet Earth. Addendum 4. Primary Team Debriefing Attention. Level 5 eyes only. Proceed at your own risk. Biosignature accepted. Project Ricochet Primary Launch Team members Alpha and Bravo returned to Earth on 9 December 2022 after surviving on the surface of the object for 39 days. After a two-week quarantine, the pair was debriefed. They indicated team members Charlie and Delta, presumably under telepathic compulsion, had attacked them shortly after they placed the MDS units. They'd been acting weird ever since we dropped out of warp. I think their telekill was faulty. We'd split our equipment up, and Charlie had all our weapons. She got me pretty good with her knife when I turned my back, but the suit saved me. I owe engineering big time for that. We fought back, of course, but they were stronger. Not just normal strong either. No offense to them, but I'd take myself in a scuffle any day. But 
Once whatever got in their heads took over, they went wild. I took a punch from Delta and it was like getting hit by a car. Must have knocked me 30 feet in that low graph. Alpha and Bravo escaped down a tunnel in the surface of the object, but were trapped when their teammates sealed the entrance. Unable to clear the way, the pair decided to explore the interior and await the second stage of Project Ricochet. We knew his seer was going to blow that comet to Kingdom Come in about a month, but we also knew Command's main plan had failed pretty much immediately. We weren't convinced Charlie and Delta wouldn't do something to mess with the backup plan, too. You were correct. They found a way to send information about the Foundation through Dash One. Right, so we decided to wait it out, stay hidden, explore what we could, and be around to try something if Seer didn't get the job done. We had our rations, thank God, and enough oxygen to keep us going until the end. We would have died when he seared destroyed the comet. Oh, well, we were dead anyway. I thought Charlie and Delta would destroy the MDS units, and probably the return vehicle too. Even if they hadn't, getting back to the ship would mean fighting, and I didn't fancy my odds in a disagreement with Charlie's guns. After Heesir failed to eliminate the object, Alpha and Bravo reassessed their situation. They realized they could use their remaining backup oxygen canister as a makeshift explosive to free themselves from the cave. From there, they would attempt to fight their teammates and repair the MDS devices if possible. The pair successfully detonated their oxygen canister, clearing a path out but leaving them with only a few hours of remaining air. We didn't know what to expect when we got back topside. We couldn't hear much from underground, but we got the impression Charlie and Delta had been making something. There was a lot of scraping and digging, and we could feel the ground shift from time to time. What'd you find? Well, I guess you could call it a farm. On a comet? How's that possible? It wasn't much of a farm, put it that way. Under intense compulsion from Dash 1, Charlie and Delta had attempted to produce crops on the comet's surface. Alpha and Bravo estimated that their colleagues had converted as much as 35% of the object's crust using their bare hands alone. They'd dug neat rows, one after the other. When they were done with that, they'd started dropping pebbles in the dirt like seeds. Just stuff they'd gathered from the ground, you know. And then they'd cover it up and start a new row. Had to have gone on that way for weeks. Everything we could see to the horizon was covered in their fields. So close up to the object, they must have gotten the edge real bad. I see. Were you able to overpower them? Alpha. As they dug, they'd done a lot of damage to themselves. It wasn't much of a fight. Alpha and Bravo found that their teammates had not damaged the return vehicle or the MDS units. They were able to activate the MDS and escape a mere 15 minutes before the object reached its closest approach to Earth. By the way, we took plenty of photos done on that cave. You had a chance to look those over? Yes, we have. Thank you. No problem. Can't say they mean anything to me, but... Maybe you all can make something of it that we couldn't. Addendum 5. 
Nature of SCP-7002 Both analysis of prior imaging and the photographs collected by Project Ricochet's primary landing team suggest that the object was created by an intelligent, non-human race for the purpose of resource gathering. Key evidence includes Radiographic sonar The object is hollow beyond the depth of 75 meters. Spectrography The object was composed largely of synthesized metallic materials beneath a thin, rocky crust. Photographs The object possessed multiple gigaton scale energy collection and storage systems of unknown make and purpose. The equipment bore similarity to SCP, suggesting capacity to remotely harvest chemical potential energy. The object housed components for long-distance travel and communication with unknown extrasolar entities. Foundation exophysicists speculate that the object was intentionally directed toward a developed planet and that its cognitohazards were intended both to prevent obstruction of its goals and to compel its victims to produce additional harvest. Further research is ongoing. The object desertified 75% of Earth's surface before its neutralization. However, with the effects of the comet now absent, researchers believe that the majority of the soil can be restored to fertility within 15 to 20 years. Furthermore, the conversion of much of Earth's remaining soil to farmland by victims of Dash 1 has had an unexpected benefit. Food scarcity in the wake of the event has decreased substantially as a greater number of territories now rely on locally produced resources. December 2022 Description On 31 December 2022, most of Earth's remaining population experienced an additional instance of Dash 1. As the object had been neutralized several weeks prior, the origin of this dream is unknown. The dream depicts a verdant green planet in the distance. Ahead of it, traveling away into space, is a group of at least 200 comets. Upon waking, all those who experienced the dream recall hearing the phrase, Grant our wish, spoken in their native language. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, join my Discord community, hire me on Fiverr, or help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. Regardless of tier, all patrons get early access to every single episode. The links are in the description. I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. Original authors make this podcast possible, so credit to the original author. Their link's in the description. Show them some love as well. Consider becoming a member of the SCP Wiki. Upvote their work and maybe write a skip of your own. Maybe I'll read it here someday. You never know if you never try. The content of this podcast and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons ShareLight 3.0, and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This recording, being derived from this content, is hereby also released under Creative Commons ShareLight 3.0.
I'm Grigori Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki, and we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply-creative-people, or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Hey there, this is DJ Skip, host of Foundation After Midnight Radio, coming to you from the only third shift broadcast for personnel, by personnel. Be sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss out on containment news and community announcements from within the Foundation.